This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. Asylum seekers are still waiting for permanent housing, and a new federal program to help them apply for work permits might help. The pilot program launched in Chicago yesterday, and we've got the details. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. This pilot program is a collaboration between multiple levels of government, from the White House to the state to City Hall. They'll be working together with Pilsen-based community organization, The Resurrection Project, to run operations. We spoke with Vice President of Immigrant Justice at The Resurrection Project, Erendira Rendon. And I started by asking Ere about how long this program has been in the works. We've been working with uh, the different levels of government and the White House for um, about three weeks to make sure that um, our pilot is successful um, and that we have uh, the right partners. It is not, you know, Resurrection Project is taking a lead, um, but there's numerous organizations that are participating, like Santa Romero, National Immigrant Justice Center, um, Legal Aid Society, about 20 organizations total that are uh, collaborating to make this possible. So the effort's going to create a clinic, essentially this one-stop shop for migrants so that they can get assistance to create their work authorization applications. So that we're all on the same page, what does the process of applying for a work permit look like? Yeah, well, first you have to be able to qualify, which is something that we continue to advocate to the president for to allow um, the undocumented community who's been here for, uh, you know, for dozens of years to be able to qualify. Unfortunately, they do not. Um, the two main buckets of folks that qualify right now for work permits are folks that uh, qualify for temporary protective status, so Venezuelans who entered before July 31, um, and folks that came in through the CBP-1 app, which you may have heard of, um, which is utilizing a program called Parole, which allows folks then to be able to apply for work permits. We believe there's about 11,000 in Chicago who qualify. So talk more about examples then of, of barriers that would block someone or block a migrant from applying for work authorization. Yeah, so if you're Venezuelan and you entered after July 31, you would not qualify. Um, If you entered um, trying to seek asylum, not through the CBP-1 app, but through the border, you would not qualify. You would still have to go through your asylum application process. Um, And then, of course, there are the hundreds of thousands of undocumented immigrants who do not qualify. So we've got examples that we can pull from here. I'm curious if the Resurrection Project is going to be taking a similar approach as New York, Mm -hmm. for instance. Um, I was looking in the Chicago Tribune, and it reported that the Biden administration claims quote, that previous clinics in other cities that they've been uh, they've more than doubled the number of work authorization applications compared with 
uh, previous weekly averages. Yeah, I think that that's definitely possible if you create this one-stop shop um, and if you have the organizations collaborating versus, you know, going to individual organizations. We also are, you know, partnering with the Chicago Bar Foundation. We have 30 uh, attorneys today who are pro bono, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it will definitely create a much faster process. Also, the White House is providing um, USCIS um, on site who is accepting paper applications and giving receipt notices that normally takes weeks because um, you have to mail it and then you have to wait for your receipt to come in um, and doing biometrics on spot so doing fingerprints for those uh, background checks. The Illinois Department of Human Services will be uh, helping to staff the clinic with volunteers. Now, we reached out to the department uh, to get them to join us here mm-hmm. in this conversation. They did decline the invitation, uh, but they gave us a statement. And it starts by talking about how they're pleased to partner with everyone on this program. And it continues by saying, quote, the application event is the launch of an ongoing effort to connect asylum seekers and Chicago shelters with work permit applications. The state of Illinois is leading this initiative that will support multiple workshops to ultimately serve more than 11,000 individuals over the coming months. New arrivals and asylum seekers sheltering in Chicago will be screened for eligibility and will be offered transportation to the workshops. This is an important part of the overall strategy to create a faster pathway for asylum seekers to work and achieve independence. They go on to thank the White House for approving work authorization for new arrivals and also just requesting more funding to help cities support Mm -hmm. migrants. Edda, do you know what they'll be looking for in these volunteers and what the volunteers will be doing exactly? Yeah, so um, we train all of our volunteers, of course, um, and most of our volunteers are already volunteers at community-based organizations or legal service organizations. And so, um, you know, we train folks on how to actually fill out the applications. What will happen is, first, uh, we have volunteers that help register migrants as they arrive Mm -hmm. um, from the buses, and then um, the second piece will be a legal screening that is done only by folks that are authorized to do that. So that's an attorney or what's called a DOJ accredited representative. Um, and then they will sit down. If that attorney um, does determine that the person's eligible, then they sit down with, an, an, with a volunteer to help out fill out the actual application itself. Um, and then we know we need volunteers to be able to usher folks and things like that. Um, so they'll get ushered to uh, USCIS for their biometrics and their fingerprints. And then we have a final legal screening as well. Always two sets of eyes to make sure that all applications are um, accurate and that we're not putting anybody in danger of deportation. Very important piece, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, I want to talk more about the folks that you're, you're trying to help here, right? Uh, White House spokesperson Angela Fernandez-Hernandez told our colleagues at the Sun-Times the clinic will help to, quote, get eligible non-citizens work authorizations and jobs, end quote. And I want to make sure that we're clear. Who are eligible non-citizens? What does that mean? Yeah, in order to be eligible for the current work permits that are being um, processed, it's one, folks that are uh, qualified for temporary protective status, Venezuelans who entered the country before July 31. Um, And then also folks that came in through the CBP-1 app, um, meaning that they abroad applied um, to be able to enter the U.S. through a program known as parole um, to be able to come in and then apply for a work permit. And these work permits will be valid for five years. You're expecting to serve about 150 migrants per day. Why that number specifically? Well, actually, right now it's 150 migrants per day. Um, In two weeks, we'll be at 300 per day um, for five days a week. That quickly? Uh, Yeah. Um, We will uh, last... 
last week we had an unofficial pilot where we did 40 um, and now we're at 150 then we'll be at 300 um, and the intention is to finish all of the 11,000 applications by the end of February. So I mean a lofty goal there you mm -hmm. just uh, described. Will services provided at the clinic only be open to the new arrivals? Well, it's only open to people who qualify yeah. for uh, the work permit programs, which right now are only new arrivals. Um, and that's why we continue to call and advocate to the pre president to allow um, more immigrants to be able to apply. There's 180,000 undocumented immigrants in Chicago who have lived here for decades. We'll be going to D.C. next week. 500 people from Illinois will be going to D.C. next week to, uh, in front of the Lafayette Park to make sure that we, Biden administration stops ignoring the undocumented community. Um, we are very pleased to be able to help new migrants and to be able to make sure that the folks that qualify for new for work permits apply. Um, and are do so in a manner that is, um, you know, organized, that is collaborative. Um, and we want um, the undocumented community to be treated the same and to be able to also apply for work permits. Yeah. Do you, do you feel that you'll have to end up prioritizing some people over others during this process? Um, you know what? That's why we want to do this in a collaborative way. That's why there are 20 organizations um, participating in the workshops as well as um, dozens of pro bono attorneys to make sure that as we um, you know, serve the new immigrant community, we continue to serve the existing immigrant community through our in-house clinics that many organizations have um, and that we continue our advocacy work to make sure that we are uh, opening the door for more immigrants to be able to apply for work permits. So, you know, before this this new pilot program, talk about efforts to help asylum seekers apply for work authorization, right? Because I know that there were some challenges yeah. that led us to yeah. this new opportunity. Yeah, I mean, applying for asylum is, <laughs> is a whole different process and um, a beast. <laughs> um, so um, in order to apply for asylum first, you have to, you know, demonstrate that um, you have credible fear in terms of going back to your country. You have to demonstrate your country conditions as to why it would be a dangerous place for you to go back to. Um, you have to go through a court system, um, meaning that you have to have representation. Um, and then it, after you submit that application, that very lofty application, um, then you have to wait six months before you apply for a work permit. Um, and then um, after, then, then that application will take months to process, which is why we're seeing, why we hear a lot about how complicated asylum is, how long asylum takes, and that's all very true. Um, and then these are sort of separate new programs for te of temporary protective status and parole um, so that there is a faster way for folks to be able to apply. And so with this new pilot program, how long do you think it would take to, to get the actual work permits. Once everything's submitted, how long will it take? It should be fairly fast, probably one to two months. Um, we're cutting the time by making sure that folks are being processed. The USCIS is processing biometrics on the spot, um, and that's being provided by the White House. Um, and then we're also saving time by giving uh, receipt notices, and uh, the, the USCIS is prioritizing these applications. How are you going to make sure that migrants are aware of this program? Yeah, so right now we're working with the city of Chicago who is providing transportation from the shelters to the workshops. So the workshops aren't necessarily um, you know, open to everybody who shows up. Right now we are prioritizing folks in shelters. We wanna make sure that folks in shelters are able to start working and um, are able to then find an apartment, You know, things that all immigrants come here for. Mm -hmm. um, and so- um, Yeah, stay with that. I yeah. want you to drive home the point of why work authorization for people sleeping at police stations right now or sleeping in shelters 
what that means. Yeah. Why that's so important. Yeah. I was actually just came from the workshop and there's about over there was actually over 150 people and we're still going to serve everybody. Um, you know, being able to apply for a work permit is almost like it's liberation, right? I am undocumented. I have DACA. When I got my work permit, it was my one of the most liberating moments that I have ever had. Um, immigrants, you know, come here to work and come here to be able to provide for their family. Um, and I think what you're going to start seeing is um, when we're given the opportunity to do so, we do register, we do apply for that work permit, um, and we guard that work permit um, like it's the most um, valuable treasure that you could ever have. Mm. Um, so we'll start seeing that. We'll start seeing that immigrants are, um, will be able then to go out and apply for their social security number and then be able to find a job. Um, and we want that same um, you know, feeling of liberation for all immigrants who have been working under the shadows for, for decades. For someone new to the country, just even that process you just described of getting the new social security card, like mm-hmm. that's such a big Feet. Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean, such an exciting step in the process, right? Yeah, I mean, where Social Security card means, you know, everything from being able to get your ID, your driver's license, um, you know, being able to get a job, being able to open up a bank account, um, establishing credit. Like, you really do start seeing what your possibilities are in everything America. Everything is tied to that. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how long are you hoping for this clinic to operate? Um, we believe we will be able to process all 11,000 um, by the end of February and then post-February, um, we'll continue to process folks that um, aren't living in shelters and that are potentially, there's a lot of folks that have come in and potentially living with their family members, things like that. Um, so we'll be able to start assisting them towards um, the end of February and early March. We've been talking with Erendir Rendon of the Resurrection Project. That's a nonprofit organization based in Pilsen and providing legal services for immigrants and supporting families with financial and housing services in the community. Thank you so much, Eddie. Thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason, and it was edited by Brenda Ruiz, Maha Ahmed, and Daniel Tucker. We continue to bring you the latest updates to Chicago's migrant crisis. Consider subscribing to our podcast so that you never miss a conversation like this one. We also break down our interviews in our daily newsletter. You can sign up for that at wbez.org slash Reset News. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk again soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.